Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans with me, Cheryl Burke, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. And for anyone who's a fan of one of ABC's hit primetime shows, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you're going to want to hold on to your roses. Get it? As today's conversation is definitely with one of the most popular and most talked about contestants to have ever been a part of the franchise. My next guest was not only a contestant on Dancing with the Stars in season 24, but he is an award-winning podcast host, best-selling author, and entrepreneur. His podcast has accumulated over 100 million downloads with an average of 5 million monthly listens. His hugely successful and popular podcasts have also recently charted just at number three in the world. Why not number one? So it's safe to say that I'm honored that he is a part of this podcast today as my guest. Let's bring him in. Please welcome the podcast king himself and soon to be dad, Nick Vile to Sex Lies and Spray Tans. Nick. Cheryl. Are you playing freaking Candy Crush or what on that phone of yours? No, I'm looking at uh, how my show and... Uh, You're doing great. My other <laughs> show, Disrespectfully, that I'm producing with Katie Maloney and Dana Katha is doing, which is currently, I think, number... Let's see... six, Number 16 and number 23 in the world, so... What? Oh, yeah. Congratulations on your all your successes and like doing now other podcasts, having your own podcast company. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's we, a lot. We're, we're very we're very uh, boutiquey at the moment, but uh, oh. happy to you know we're we're trying You're not to hiring uh, or are you? We're trying to do things right and slow and and yeah. it's a lot of fun and between uh, growing that and my my family growing. Uh, right, congrats. Family, you know. Last time I saw you, you your fiance was very pregnant, and then I'm sure she still is, right? She is even more pregnant now. Yeah, she is yes. still pregnant. We uh, the, <laughs> the the young one has not arrived quite yet, uh, but we are. Oh my gosh, getting closer for sure. Um, so you're having a girl. We are and having a girl. Yeah. So are you? How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Uh, do you have do you have sisters? Do you kind of know what to do here? I'm, I mean, I'm the second oldest of eleven, so uh, I've whoa a lot of experience with uh, kids, so to speak, growing up around babies and kids. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I couldn't be more excited. Not really nervous at all. I mean, you know, I've I've wanted to be a father my whole life, and. You know, I'm just kind of at the point in my life where you know everything I'm doing really like it's for my family or Natalie and or my daughter, and uh, it it gives me purpose, you know, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I obviously there'll be ups, obstacles and challenges, <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing sleepless nights and things, but I'm I'm and gonna embrace it all and feel very blessed that you know obviously I'm very lucky and privileged enough to to be able to have help, which I know a lot of people. Uh, don't always get to do so i feel very lucky i have nothing to be uh worried or nervous about you know obviously we want our baby to be healthy and you know um 
but we feel like we are in good hands with our doctors and, and yeah. has gone well so far. So yes. I'm going to stay positive and optimistic, but as far as just being a dad, I, I can't wait. Um, and you definitely have it as far as the relationship advice when your daughter grows up, I would say maybe 25 years from now, right? So at least uh, she's she and knows who to turn to. That. Yeah, I'd love for her yeah. to I mean, to um, <laughs> right? I was just playing it safe, right? Because yeah. like, if if you were to go off my life, it'd be like in ten years from now. But that's just not uh, that's not normal either. Yeah, so. I don't. Uh, I feel like my only real job as a father, is, you know, is to teach my kids and so far my daughter, um, how to make decisions for herself. You know, right. that's really, it's all about, you know, obviously when she's young, you know, she won't always have the ability to make decisions. I'll <laughs> probably make those as parents for her at times, but I want to empower her uh, because, you know, we won't always be around. And even when we are around and she's an adult, we won't be there um, to help her make decisions. And right. it's all about making decisions, learning from the decisions that you made that didn't work out. Um, and to me, that's really just my job as her dad is to help her teach, help teach her how to make good decisions for herself. Yeah. Um, and that's all I really care about. Uh, I don't want to make decisions. I want her to live her life the way she wants to live. And I just want her to be able to make sound decisions. And um, especially when mom and dad aren't uh, able to help her. And if I can do that, then I feel like I did my job. Now, if she had to make the decision on whether to do Dancing with the Stars or The Bachelorette, and she had to choose one, which one would you prefer oh God, her to Dancing choose? Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Just, she's Dance down. Bash- yeah. Oh, my God. It's a no-brainer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dancing with the Stars all day long. I don't know if I want to, like, if she wants to dance, that's great. I mean, it seems like the dancing community as a young kid can be pretty- intense <laughs> yeah from after talking uh, to us yes <laughs> but uh yeah let it, whatever i just want my daughter or my kids in general to just be passionate about whatever they want to do uh, right i want right. them to want to be their best at it uh, mm-hmm. i don't want them to try different things so that they can figure out what it is that they're passionate about and what it yeah. is they want to be great at um did your parents do that with you did they kind of let let you spread your wings and fly or yeah, I guess so. I mean, I was always, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, they definitely supported me in the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, my parents were pretty blue collar. You know, my dad, my mom was a stay at home mom. My dad worked. Uh, and they definitely, I mean, I had a wonderful childhood, and, but they, they had to work very hard to get by. And so, you know, uh, I had to work within the means that they had. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I, I had a tremendous childhood and a lot of support from my parents. And it was very, mostly athletics related, but, you know, they'd be driving me around and supporting me. And um, I feel very lucky. Yeah. Did you ever dance as a kid? Did they oh, put yeah. you in a dance I mean, class? I, was, I wish I would. No, not classes. I wish I wish I would have. I always enjoyed dancing as a kid. Really? Uh, yeah, I would have. I would have. I would have enjoyed it for sure. So you were living your dream when you were dressing up in rhinestones and low v-necks on Dancing with the Stars. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So talk to me about. Okay, so you went from. Did, was it straight from the Bachelor to? the hardwood yeah, floor yeah, quite literally. <laughs> i think i was practicing with Peta before my season of the bachelor wrapped so oh really so did you know this was going to happen no i mean I, I wanted it to you know okay I, you know there were other bachelors before me who had a chance to go and dance with the stars um and quite honestly that's probably the first thing i thought about when they asked me to do the bachelor like Ooh, I oh really dancing <laughs> with the stars. um so yeah, I uh, ever since I became aware of the opportunity, I always thought it'd be really cool and really fun to have a chance to do that. So I was very grateful to have that opportunity. It was a lot of fun. Was that wasn't the reason why you did the Bachelor though? No, no, no. Yeah, but it okay. was definitely like a oh, it was I, part part of really the package. Cool, like oh, I, yeah, a really cool opportunity. Yeah, um, were I you a fan? The bachelor to to you know, I mean, I. I, I did the bachelor because it was a unique experience, you know. Of course, it obviously gave me a chance to fi- gave me a chance to find love, and that's you know when I, when I was asked to be the bachelor, I very much wanted it to work out from a love standpoint. But you know, it's an imperfect environment, so you have to be flexible. But yeah, there are other re- you know you don't just say yes to being the bachelor or the bachelorette just for love. That would be kind of insane. Like, who, what do you mean? Would you? 
Don't even. No, I, I, would, you I, let, would you let a couple strangers select 30 people for you to pick where you had to get engaged in oh nine my. weeks um, if there were no other benefits? I don't think everyone thinks like that, though. What do you mean? I don't think everyone that has done the Bachelor Bachelorette, they're thinking of like, what can I gain from this? Like as far as their career, uh, would you say, would you disagree? I mean, nowadays, I don't think anyone. No, it? nowadays, no, I agree. But like in the beginning, like the, the Bachelorette, like I think that was so charming about the Golden Bachelor is that I think it, the, the, the earnestness and the gen, the genuineness of using that experience to make a connection was more palpable and more yeah. believable. And I think that's what draw people in. But Again, I think it would be utterly insane for anyone to uh, agree to have their life filmed without any editorial control uh, and have strangers select only 30 people to date with the expectation that you had to get engaged after nine weeks in limited time with anyone. I if almost think no, I should do this show. If, if there were no other benefits, like I don't, who would do that? Maybe me, because I'm in a different position here. I still haven't really dated since my divorce, right? So when I talked to you last, I was on your show. That was a while ago, Cheryl. What the fuck? Can we talk about that? Wait, how long ago was it? It's been, I don't know, at least a year. Like two years. Yeah, I know. It's been two years, dude. It's like I'm a born again. You've been on no dates? One, one, one or two. How did you're not good? Obviously not. Um, But I also moved. I relocated, huh? Why don't you, why aren't you dating? I'm just not ready. What do you mean? Okay, well. In what way? I am doing ready? I'm choosing me right now first. Okay. Right. Cuz like the thing is I will continue to date uh, the pattern will stay the same until I rewire my brain. That's, so that is, that's 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 a very self-aware thing. But at some point, I mean, we're never of finished. Co- I mean, we're never finished. We're never finished products. No. So at some point you're going to have to go out there. For sure. Okay. But just not yet. Not yet. Okay. All right. Anyway, back to you. Um, (laughs) So walk me through. So did you talk to Dina Katz? You talked to Rob Mills, I'm assuming. And they were like, put on your sequins, get ready to rumba. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Did you request PETA? I did not. um, But I was super happy that I got PETA. And it made a lot of sense. I was coming recently engaged off the basher. PETA had just had her first child. Uh, the last thing right. I think either of us wanted was any type of, you know, how Dancing with the Stars sometimes will pair singles together and, and create some sort of dating storyline. Uh, I think that was the last thing either Peter and I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. in the at the times that we were in. So Peter was a fantastic partner. Um, she's yeah. Sweet and wonderful person. I also really enjoy getting to know Max. Um, so it was a really great time. <laughs> Did you guys go on lots of double dates and stuff? Did you guys like all mingle as a group? Oh, we, did, we did a couple for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about Dancing with the Stars? I guess for you, do you feel like why do these two people who barely know each other end up f- for the singles um, for the most part end up hooking up? What is it about dancing the show? Is an, dancing is an intimate um, sport or sport <laughs> art form, whatever you want to call it. There's obviously a closeness. Mm hmm. Um, you know, so if you're in a relationship, right, you, most people, I guess, who are committed to relationships will have those personal boundaries and those boundaries of, Hey, I'm in a relationship. So we have to be mindful of uh, my, our body languages and how we connect and things like that. But if you're single, if you're open and you have two single people with no limitations, uh, uh, of, of the boundaries in terms of like how they flirt or how they connect with people when you have no parameters and you have two people dancing and being close and, and, and focus on their intensity, you know, why wouldn't you grow that connection? And, um, you know, and that connection can lead to other, you know, is it real? What do you mean? Real? Like, it's not how can it, for me, it's kind of like you're, you're forced to like an arranged marriage. So you're kind of forced to be together for seven days a week. You are forced in this, not forced. I mean, you've chosen to do the show, obviously, yeah. but you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, so there's been times during my 26 seasons that yes, there was attraction maybe yeah. to one or two. And then, you know, as you, the show ends, right, you either get eliminated or you go to all the way, then it's like, oh, 
this is okay. It's not the same anymore. Like it's not as yeah. you're not it's, being forced like to spend seven days a week. Because I think it's it's I think what we're talking about is connection. You know, yes, on, of course. On the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Dance with the Stars, you're making right. connections with these people, and you're making very intense connections with these people. Right, dancing for di- different for different some different reasons, but similarities, and and sometimes the connections we make with people can be very um, misleading or hard to really understand. What is this connection? You know, so we can often mistake you know can, you know feelings of, of connection that are like you know uh, sexual or just infatuation or just really you know strong connections because of the environment that we're in and we can sometimes confuse that with feelings of love and intimacy mm-hmm. and sometimes when the environment changes like you know getting outside of the bachelor bubble or no longer you know dancing or competing or you know you know uh, then, then you have to make sure. Then, then you will find out how, you know, how strong that connection is. Because when you remove the environment that created the connection, if that connection dissipates, then you realize, well, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if it was love or whatever. It was. It was that common bond, the, that com- mm-hmm. that, that environment. And so, mm-hmm. as I often say, and I mention in my my book, "Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday." There's a whole chapter on on. Um, valuing compatibility over chemistry and how chemistry is very, it's fun. It's exciting. It's sexy. Uh, we love chemistry, you know, but it's also harder to trust because you can, you can, you can manufacture chemistry. I showed up on the bachelor to your point, right? I showed up on the bachelor and they casted 30 women and didn't matter that I was in the bachelor world. I felt absolutely nothing for the vast majority of the women. Right. That being said, there were also some women that I did make a connection with that a, the environment that we were a part of right. very much played a role into the intensity of the chemistry that we felt. So back to your point of dancing with the stars. Yeah, there's a lot of people you're like, Ugh, gross, ick, you know, but <laughs> then you also can meet someone who, sure, you find attractive, you think they're funny, you don't know much else about them. And then you start dancing, you hold each other tight, you look into each other's eyes, you dance and whatever. And now you start feeling a chemistry that's manufactured by this environment. Okay, I hear you. That you're in. And you're feeling feelings that are stronger than you may otherwise feel if you weren't holding each other tight, listening to romantic music, having (laughs) this common goal of beating everyone else. And then, you know, and then on The Bachelor, it's like it's a manufactured environment. And that's what Mm -hmm. I mean. You know, like the same church, right? Right, right, People who are like, that's a, a potential manufactured chemistry. You know, having a very relatable experience, you know, like yeah. why actors fall in love sometimes on set. Right. Yeah. And so it's, as long yeah. as you're in that environment, that can be great. But what happens when you're, you know, like I said, when you remove yourself from the environment, that's what I mean by chemistry. Can got be it. Got it. Like people, some people are just naturally charismatic. Everyone thinks they have chemistry with certain people mm-hmm. because they're extreme extroverts. They're very good at eye contact. They're very good at being present. And everyone feels like they have a connection with them. But it doesn't mean that person's in love with everyone they meet. And that's what I mean by chemistry is harder Got to it. compatibility. Okay, I hear you. Uh, I hear you yeah. now. Thanks for clarifying. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Do you think that it's healthy? This is not healthy. I mean, this whole situation isn't healthy as far as television goes and being <laughs> on TV. But um, do you recommend, I guess, for any future bachelor, bachelorettes that are, come on Dancing with the Stars, do, should they like leave a little bit of a break before doing this? Because, you know, Trista Sutter was on and she's like, I just, she, this was before Charity obviously competed before they uh, premiered. But she was like, I'm really worried about Charity doing, jumping into Dancing with the Stars yeah. and I'm worried for her relationship. Do you, what do you, what are your thoughts yeah, I think it's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> Which part? Uh, doing like bachelor relationships in general yeah. are very difficult. You have two people <laughs> who almost know nothing about each other making a big bet on each other because they feel an intense connection mm-hmm. and they don't know what that actual connection is, even though it feels like love. Sometimes it ends up being love. Often it ends up being something else. and. Quite frankly, you know, and I've mentioned this several times, but like, you know, Vanessa and I, we had a lot of our challenges. We realized that we weren't compatible at all. Uh, And yet. Like right away? Yeah. But Dancing with the Stars, quite honestly, I think probably helped us date longer than we otherwise would because Vanessa was incredibly supportive during that time. Um, You know, we, you know, getting to know Peta and Max and those, you know, and so it was a bond that we had. She was very supportive. She wanted me to do well. I wanted to do well. We had that common goal. So in our case, it was very helpful. That's not the case for everyone. Definitely not. I think it's a load of crap, honestly. Uh, like it, it's not going to be dancing with the stars that breaks people up, right? Like it's so already. You don't hard. believe in the DWTS curse. No, I believe in the fact that you have two strangers uh, making taking a huge risk on each other, and that it's already an uphill battle. You know, right. and so people who are able to make it work are one who people who find out after the fact that they are in fact compatible, and two, they're just willing to put in the work. They're it's gonna they're gonna find challenges. They're already public figures. You know, yeah. whether it's Dancing with the Stars or something else, like do you expect these people to like? hibernate right. for a year and only spend time like that's not realistic i think it's but a some of, work yeah exactly yeah and i, I like, just think i think it's a bunch of crap to blame yeah. dancing with the stars yeah, I, no, think, no. I think it's <laughs> a false narrative like, quite honestly the bachelor franchise you know or or its fans will put out there it's uh, fans, fans yeah but sure. i think it's a i think it's a lot of crap because there's no foundation. I mean, honestly, in general, yeah. like how do you build a foundation after doing all of all of that? Um, anyway. OK, so what part of Dancing with the Stars did did it bring out like a vulnerability in you that you never knew you had? Did you feel like you showed 100 percent yourself and were you transparent with your fear of doing the show? I was excited like, and to do it. But my, my only regret is I think I just really wanted to do so well that I I it took me a while to have fun at the same time. It wasn't until I was eliminated and like I went far enough where they would bring you back, you know, to like do your best dances. And then when Wait, the did you have a results show back then, pardon me, was there a results show back then? What do you mean a results show? So there was like two sh- live shows a week before was that was, or you only had one during your season. Do you remember? I think there was this one episode. Okay. Where, I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, mm, I don't know. But after okay. I was eliminated, like, you know, I was like top five or six, right? And so as the season progresses, you have less dancers, they have to fill the time. And so they would bring back, you know, some of the finalists to like redo their best dances. And when mm-hmm. I did that, you know, I would, I didn't like, I didn't have the pressure and I had way more fun. I was way more relaxed. And I really wish I would have just done that at the beginning. Uh, but lesson learned. But, you know, uh, not really, yeah. though, Nick. If you would have done, if you did All Stars, let's say again, you would still, it's a crock of when people say, I wish I would have just had more fun. Like, no one's just going to have fun. I wish like, I would have been less worried about making mistakes. Because oh, like you were aiming for perfection? 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I wanted to do it right. And so I think sometimes when you're so worried about making mistakes that, you know, you know, it's almost, you know, manifesting your destiny. Like I made mistakes and nothing terrible happened. Mm-hmm. I think just stress, you know, you're, you're probably right. I just wish I would have tried to in, be more, and more present and enjoy yeah. it. I wish I would at least tried a little bit more. Whether I would accomplish there, or what uh, that, what uh, whether I would have accomplished that uh, or not, I, I don't know. You're probably right, but I wish I would have, you know, just a little bit more yeah. peace and a, a little bit more, just like, you know, goofed around. Because I, I have, you know, right. there have been other contestants in the past that you that was noticeable where you can tell, and I think you know the the, the Dancing with the Stars fans resonate with that they're not looking for perfection they're looking for improvement they're looking for somebody who's really enjoying it and vulnerability and um yeah so if i could do it again that's what i would focus on totally no that's definitely a better answer because i've heard some of your past interviews like i wish you would have just had more fun but what you really mean is you wish you would have just been your authentic self like showed all of the feels well i mean i think i was my authentic self i just wish i would have relaxed more so but how does one relax? Like, how do how do you relax when you're in rhinestones shaking your? Well, I, you know, I, that's not a strength of mine. I'll I'll say that. Yeah. A year ago, before I retired, I it's like it's it's interesting because it's a psychological thing where you do these group dances that you're not being judged. Everyone just dances a hundred times better because no one's like there's no yeah. pressure. There's you're not but being like, judged. I don't know. Did you have you ever had Bobby Bones on your show? Because like mm-hmm. he won and I he just didn't did. Look like, he didn't look like he gave a fuck the whole no. time. You know, and so he's the person to ask. How do you? Re- I, I'm not the person. I'm not good at it, but I no, do. No, I definitely had him on just, tried, yeah. just before you. And he said that he took it to a whole nother level. He would cheat, he said, and he actually rented rehearsal space because the four hours, like the maximum of four hours rehearsal was a crock of shit and that he needed more rehearsal and that he actually took it so serious. But he just sucked. Like he said, he was the people's, you know, winner, obviously, and the people's people loved him because of his vulnerability. But look, this guy rehearsed a lot as much as he could because he was also on the road, you know, but it's interesting how it just consumes you. Do you feel like the show consumed you like that? Were you like dreaming about dance? Oh, or- I'm sure I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was, I, I loved it. You know, it was difficult and challenging and hard, but I, I loved yeah. all of it. And I was sad to be done when I was done. Did you, um, what was your favorite dance? Was it like, okay, for, so I watched all your dances. I wasn't on your season. Um, and for me, like, I thought you were being, oh, like the judges were harsh on you. Like they were pretty hard on you because I they thought were. your Argentine tango was really strong and I'm an Argentine tango. Well, that snob. was my last dance and that was my favorite dance, but I was, I, for whatever reason, didn't hydrate that day and I cramped in the middle of the dance. My leg cramped. Oh, really? And I fucked up royally, but. Uh, Wait, during, I didn't see that. During rehearsal, uh, I crushed it. I loved it. It was like the James Bond kind of theme. It was uh, hot. Uh, I really, and that was a really fun dance. Um, my rumba was fun. Uh, With the, the, I, all the girls, yes. Yeah, when I did the Pinocchio one, I think that was a that big, was I think that's the one I did, did the best because that was the most like, you know, dressing up as Pinocchio. It's like, who gives a shit? I like, <laughs> I'm dressed up as a Pinocchio. And again, speaking to like being more present and like, you know, with the Argentine, I was like, this is so cool. I want, I want to dominate this dance. And I kind of yeah. psyched myself out and didn't hydrate. And then my leg cramped. Uh, literally, but it, but Was it noticeable? I haven't watched it, so apparently not. But it was, certainly was for me. Um, I thought you. I thought you actually this the whole season that you're on. You were underscored. Was it annoying? Did you get frustrated? Did you feel like discouraged? Did you want to throw in the towel during those moments? Because we all work so hard, and then like to just get scores like that after putting in however many hours you and Peta rehearsed, it it has to be discouraging. Yeah. I mean, I was frustrated at the time, but you know, it's like, yeah. I, you know how it works But the, you know, the judges, the judges score is really part of the drama, right? It's, that's, yeah. well, it's, it's part of, it's part of the storytelling. Yeah, for sure. It's the um, votes that really get you to the next week. Yeah. And did you feel like there were moments where, you know, the fans were there backing you a hundred percent? Did you ever receive hate from any of the fans or? I'm sure I did. I didn't really look. You don't uh, look for outside uh, reassurance. I do a I can pretty tell. good job. I'm not, I'm not perfect. That's for sure. But uh, when I was the bachelor, 
I didn't mm-hmm. like look at my DMs once. I have no idea. I didn't look at, I didn't. And so, you know, I, I continued that when I went into dancing with the star. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That takes some willpower. Is that how you are still to this day? You don't Very much really... try to be. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I can't say I never check my DMs. That's for sure. But um, yeah, I very much try to operate uh, with the idea that other people's opinions of me is none of my business. You know, they're all strangers. They don't know me. Um, I'm grateful that they pay attention to what I'm doing. I just care mm-hmm. that they care, especially mm-hmm. as a podcaster who yeah. often shares, you know, their opinions. Um, uh, I invite people to disagree with me. You know, I try to be respectful. I hope they do too. And if they don't, that's fine too. Like, again, like I'm not, so it's just, it's, I really try to, um, you know, practice what I preach, I guess, but yeah. We're all, we're, we're all human, you know, so we sometimes have moments of weaknesses. For sure. Harry Jowsey got really affected by um, a lot of the comments uh, that were being said about him and his partner last season. So is first anyone who comes on the show who may not be, you know, as mature as far as like, you know, having the discipline not to look at DMs. Is that your advice to just try and tune that out because it's not real or? Yeah, I mean... It's, uh, again, these are just fans and I don't, you know, their fan is short for fanatic. They, (laughs) people are fans for all different sorts of reasons. Mm -hmm. Sometimes fans are fans. Like, for example, I use this example all the time. I am a giant Green Bay Packer fan. Okay. I also, I, you know what I like to do in addition to rooting for the Packers? Hmm. I love rooting against the Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) I enjoy hating the bears, you know what I'm saying? That's part of being a totally. fan. Not only right. it's not just loving your team, it's, it's hating someone else, you know, and whether it's the bachelor or dancing with the stars, when people are rooting for you and your partner, they're rooting against someone else. It's not personal. They're just yeah. being fans. Like that's how it's. And I just remind myself of that all the time. Huh? I've never thought about that. Like the way you just explained it, because it's, I guess for, me personally like when i someone i feel like i'm being attacked about my body or like my weight like what is that well i mean those are just people being assholes you know right i mean you can be there are a lot of sports fans who are really right will say nasty things to players because they had a bad play and they'll say disgusting things to them and their family like that's not okay you know um You know, and obviously when it's said about you, it can hurt, which is why, which is why I try not to look, but why they're doing it, why they say these crazy outlandish things is because, yeah, they don't see you as a person. They see you as this like entity. I'm sure you've done, I'm sure at some point you have responded to some sort of troll and I bet they responded with like, oh my God, Cheryl, I love you. I'm so sorry. You're the greatest. Why? Because they never thought in a million years you'd respond and they don't like, they're not saying that to you because they think that or they're just like, they're just being fans and I, right. that doesn't make what they do okay. Right. But it just they helps. want a reaction is but what it, you're it, saying. It, it, it just helps me remind me that to, yeah. to invest my mental energy in giving a shit what they say. <laughs> Uh, is a waste of my time. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So you did uh, Special Forces. Yeah. Is, can you compare the two shows at all, or is it was it no. a com- two completely different experiences? Yeah, two completely different experiences. Yeah. Though a lot of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, you know, contestants were on there as well. But is it which one, I guess, did you learn the most from from your experience or what? I mean, Special Force was an incredibly rewarding, unique experience. Uh, Sp- yeah. Dance with the Stars was way more fun and... Uh, glittery. Yeah, uh, <laughs> glittery for sure. Um, both fun. And I would, I'd, I'm, I'm grateful that I did both of those shows. Uh, those was probably the two reality TV shows that I did that I'm most proud of and, and have the best memories of special forces was a totally different animal. Yeah. Literally tortured. I suffered oh, really? days. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a brutal experience, but it was uh, an experience that I wanted to do and wanted, like, it's, it's really about pushing your limits and testing your mental and physical, you know, strength and your resiliency. And these are all characteristics that I value that are important to me. And especially as I you know, uh, uh, anticipate fatherhood, mm-hmm. uh, running a business, like those are qualities that I really wanted to see if I had or still had and, and could demonstrate. And so it was just a really rewarding experience in that regard. But, uh, and there were certainly fun times we got, I got to do some really crazy exhilarating shit. Um, but I also like, it was eight days of suffering truly wow yeah jack osborne was uh my dance partner and my good friend oh, yeah? did you yeah. guys, yes i love did jack. you He's guys great. i love jack so much uh yeah. he we made it to the finals which was shocking because we had like all bets were against us in that sense but um you know did he uh how was how was that with him because i know he's you know he has ms and was he, he was a trooper trigger? he went really far he's definitely a grinder he's tough mm-hmm. as nails um also very knowledgeable about like, you know, we, I, he was very helpful. You know, he's got background in outdoorsy shit and survival <laughs> techniques. And, uh, and it's just so, shocking, right? Like Jack yeah. Osborne, the guy from MTV, you know, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so he was quite helpful um, until he had to leave. But uh, he was a uh, he was definitely someone I would want on, on my side. You know, he was yeah. a gritty, um, hardworking guy. Is, really is. is a gritty, hardworking guy. So, yeah. Gypsy Rose, you interviewed her, um, and I just listened to it. Actually, it was pretty amazing. Do you think she should do Dancing with the Stars if if she was asked and if she was interested in doing it? Hell yeah, yeah. Do uh, you think that that would affect her marriage or like? Because from what I heard in the interview, she seemed still very much. Learn- and by the way, no judgment, but learning about her own identity, coming yeah, into her own body. Everything is very new for her. I guess, yeah, you could probably make a lot of parallels to her and Ryan's relationship to, say, a, a relationship mm-hmm. that started off the bachelor. I mean, her and Ryan know way more about each other. You know, they, they you know, maybe not in being each other's physical space, but, like, you know, they know a lot about each other. They've, you know, they've talked for hours and hours and hours over Facebook. I'm sure. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, this is a very new experience in the world for Gypsy. Um, Back to you asking me whether I think uh, it affects a bet. Like Ryan and Gypsy's success as a couple is going to come down to their commitment to choose each other every day and to focus on their connection and to work through problems, regardless of it's because she's on Dancing with the Stars or because, you know, she had a bad call from her parole officer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It has nothing to do, you know, it's that, that's going to come down to that. But there's also a lot of healing effects with movement in general. So this could also yeah. be a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, I don't I think do. it's, you know, oh, we well, shouldn't have done dancing with the stars. It'll be about them and their choice to make it work, not not what they do, you know, because challenges are going to find them. Of course. Process, you know? So. Yeah, of course. All right, let's play rapid fire. Are you ready? I'm ready. Who falls in love first, the celebrity or the dancer? 
Um, probably the celebrity, just because the dancer probably has a little bit more experience in, in what is going on. Um, and I, my guess is the celebrity, you know, like a, the, 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 the professional can be like, yeah, I know what this is and, and <laughs> choose to do it or choose not to do it. Yeah. I, I well, feel also like the, the celebrity is super vulnerable with the yeah. professional. Right? And I feel like, like the professional is, you know, they're in a position of power. They're in a position of control. And I think sometimes the professionals can lean in to the chemistry. Uh, I've, I've heard that before. I have some friends. I have some professionals. Oh, yeah. I have some friends who maybe felt led on by their. Really? Oh, yeah. You don't think that's happened? Led on? Like, what do you mean, led on? Like the professional maybe leaned into the chemistry because they knew that that would make the the celebrity a little bit more committed and a little bit more. It would make everything, oh. you know, authentic. Oh, you mean and like and also have like press and all of that. Like sure. Within the- and then when the season ended, they were kind of the ones who kind of like distanced. Oh, that's so shitty. You don't think that you've never. This no, is I'm sure it does. But I don't think like that. Like for yeah. me, I, that's not what I, I don't think like that. But However, you've never seen it with your peers. I have, I guess, but I'm not in the rooms with them, as you know, like it's all separate. But also there are people maybe like an opportun, maybe opportunistic type uh, people, but that's that's very calculated. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that just makes my stomach turn. I don't know why. Anyway, would you do an all star bachelors dancing with the stars season if it was all bachelors? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, Thanks. I would want to say yes, just because it's dancing with the stars. And I might actually say no, just because <laughs> of the bat. L- listen, like I, I have a very positive overall experience of my bachelor days and I have a great relationship with the franchise and I root for their success. It's yes. just, you know, as, as I grow, I'm trying to, you know, uh, expect- not be labeled. Yeah. Not be pigeonholed. So, yeah, um, I hear you. you know, that, that would give me pause, um, just from a, you know, career standpoint but it would break my heart to say no to that experience again because i truly loved it yeah why do you think the bachelors have never made the final women are just better dancers there is that Uh, i think the bachelor franchise is an audience of women and i think there's only a certain appetite for the bachelor men to go so far really i have been told by my dancing partners and you can be the one Partners. who agreed to by my partner, rather. Oh, okay. And just other other professionals, because like, got it, know, got it, got she it, got was it. my partner, yes. but I got to know Sharna really yes. well, and yes. and Emma, and you know, um, and you know, they. But I have been told by them that uh, because when it comes to dancing, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, that the man leads, right? And so mm-hmm. when it comes to having a professional man and a celebrity woman, the guy can kind of lead her, even if she's not, maybe if she's like 80% confidence in her moves that he can kind of guide her where. Absolutely. Me, me, me being the celebrity right. and, and not knowing what I'm doing and being 80% confident, I'm supposed to lead PETA and I don't know the f- we're going. Um, and so I think okay. I've, I've heard that the women celebrities have a bit of an advantage when it absolutely. Comes to- yeah. Okay. So like- I get so angry because the men on the professional dancer side, they disagree except for Pasha. Pasha's like, no, I agree with you. We have it a lot easier because by the way, the man is the frame and the woman's the picture. We can't hold your arms up for you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when you're in this hold, like right here, you're, you can't like, for the women celebrities, they could just rest their beautiful arms on the, you know, arms of the professional. But for us, we can't do it all. From the little experience that I have, I would agree to. I mean, like, yeah, like, I'd like, I would have liked PETA to tell me where to go. Anyway, describe PETA in one word. Wonderful. Describe Max in one word. Sexy. <laughs> describe your time on the show in one word. Um, memorable. Um, bachelor dance off who would win the mirror ball andrew firestone versus bob guinea bob guinea jesse i wish why hasn't he done the show i don't know god he'd be great jesse palmer versus andrew baldwin i don't know who andrew baldwin is great jason mesnick versus brad womack maybe i'm not saying that right uh, no? uh, uh but maybe jason i guess chris souls versus jake pavelka <laughs> chris souls Nick Vile versus Juan Pablo Galavis. Galavis? Galavis? I would I would probably beat him. Totally. Be the person I'd beat, yeah. Matt James versus Ben Higgins. 
Matt James. Would Juan Pablo be great, you think? If like did would he have a chance to actually win the mirror ball if he ever did dancing with stars? Oh, I think he'd be a good dancer, but he's like he's kind of a prick, is he not? No. Um <laughs> no, I, I think he would say something misogynistic or you know. Right. I don't, you don't think he would demonstrate that vulnerability or her humility that you're suggesting. Now, I say that having never met him in person, I could be okay. wrong. And all I know about him is what I've seen on the show and what I've heard from other people. But, you know, so I'm basing this off of incomplete information. If your fiance got asked to do Dancing with the Stars, would you give her your blessing? 100%. And now who would you want her pro partner to be? Val Shmurkovsky, Alan, Sasha, Gleb, Artem, Brandon, or Pasha? Mm-hmm. Val, probably. Now, what happened between you and William Shatner during your season? It's a great question. I never. I, mean, I don't. I don't know. You should ask him. I don't think. What, he, what was? What was it like? What was the headline about? Or what? Were uh, I think. About? Uh, I think he's a Bachelor fan, and I don't think uh-huh. I was his favorite when I was on the Bachelorette, and I think that uh, feeling of negativity towards me uh, carried on. And my time on Dancing with the Stars. And um, I just thought it was fucking cool that Captain Kirk. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) How many people get to say they're fucking hated by Captain Kirk? Right. Which really fucking hated me. Would you do Stars on Mars? Is that what it's called? Stars on Mars? Uh, I don't know much about it. I I saw one episode. It looked inter- interesting. Uh, maybe. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's possible. Um, that seemed like a... You know, like special forces, like you know, it, there's certain shows where, you know, they're not trying to necessarily fuck over everyone else. Like The Bachelor, <laughs> it's such a fucking crazy, emotionally toxic and challenging environment. Um, it's possible. Yeah, I thought it, I, for a little bit I watched and people I knew who went on it seemed to have a good time, you know, maybe. How do you know for any future contestants that fall in love with their pro dancers, how do you know the difference between a showman's versus a romance? Uh, your connection lasts outside of the environment that it started in. First dance at your wedding. Which one is it? Last one. Well, we can't, we're not going to, we're not going to reveal the song. No, you don't need to. I didn't ask you for the song. I asked you for the dance. Oh, we're just going to hold each other and rock. So it's not choreographed by PETA. No, I I think unless you're a professional dancer, I think a choreographer, it's your wedding. I don't, it's not a time for two people who don't know how to dance. Thank you. Do some See, I agree. Choreograph dance. We're, we're here to celebrate your love, not your bad dancing. Like who gives a <laughs> shit if you like twirl each other? Let me tell no, you. We're just going to look into each other's <laughs> eyes and walk back and forth and listen to a song that we both enjoy. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Fan questions. There's three of them. At Andy M. West, proudest moment on Dancing with the Stars? Um, Proudest moment? I mean, it's, I guess all of it, you know? Like, I just... <laughs> just uh... You're rumba. Yeah, maybe. I just think like, you know, I don't think anyone really anticipated because you're so aware of it's a show, right? You wear, you're aware it's going to be televised when you say yes to it, you think about it. But no one really tells you about like dancing in front of the live audience because you see the audience, you feel their energy. The fact that like it was on television was actually something I just kind of for- completely forgot about. Right, right. You know, but being in that audience with all those people is really yeah. intimidating. And so I guess just to be able to get through that, you know, was uh, rewarding and I was proud of it. When, uh, when there was COVID, there was no audience. That was painful though. So yeah, I don't know. Probably less like, stressful, but because uh, yeah. like we're, I always did better in rehearsals. This always though, with everybody. Yeah, because you don't have the intensity of the crowd. Right, right. I mean, it's also good energy. But anyway, who did you build the closest relationship with on your season of dancing? Oh, Peter, for sure. Yeah. If you could redo any dance, what would it be? The Argentine tango. At Tony Ken Double Zero, who got you interested in dancing? I, I've always enjoyed moving my hips from left to right. You know, <laughs> the figure eight. I don't know. I just I, I've always I've always had some rhythm. You know, I wouldn't say I was like you know great, but I've always enjoyed dancing to music. Last fan question at the James Bennett, which dancing with the stars pro would you most like to be paired with other than PETA past or present? I just feel like saying anyone else, but PETA would be (laughs) you Cheryl, probably actually. I'll come out of retirement, dust these shoes off. Okay. Thank you so much, Nick. And congratulations. I am so happy for you. I can't wait to see your little, daughter via instagram maybe if you end up posting about her or it will do a little bit yeah we're not sure exactly what we're gonna do on your life is about to change Uh, like it's gonna your next chapter is gonna be amazing well i appreciate it thank you for your time cheryl always great talking with you thank you thanks nick bye make sure you guys follow us at sex lies and spray tans on our instagram handle and make sure you comment let me know who you want me to interview what do you all think let me know Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.